Nehemiah again. Uh, we looked at some of those of you who are here at church this morning would have heard the, the passage preached on by Pastor Darrell. I'm going to be uh, covering chapter 4 again and uh, it was read so well for us. And uh, it's great that we can just look at the Word of God and look into the Word. Let's pray, let's pray together as, uh, as we come to the Word of God tonight. Let's ask God to guide and direct us as we look at this passage tonight. Lord, we want to thank you that we're able to be here tonight. Thank you for your Word and we thank you that you're a faithful God. You're a God who is at work, God who is all-powerful, almighty. And we want to we just praise you for that. And as we focus on your power and your might and your strength tonight... We pray that we might be encouraged to live as Christians here in this world. We praise you, praise you for this time together now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I don't know whether we've got a PowerPoint presentation to come through, but uh, uh, the guys might be able to find that somewhere on the... It's coming through right now, okay. A number of years ago, a infamous or famous Prime Minister said life wasn't meant to be easy, didn't he? And that statement's been used again and again and again. And it certainly is true. Life isn't always easy. Not that we go around uh, looking for problems, not, not that we go around looking for difficulties, but as a Christian, you'll know that it's not always that easy to live for the Lord and to serve the Lord. And we've been uh, introduced to a book where there was a, an ongoing battle, an ongoing struggle. And we've read about that tonight in chapter 4. And uh, Nehemiah confronted all sorts of challenges. If, if you go to chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, When Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. In chapter 2 and verse 19, it says, When Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, and Gershom, the Arab, heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. This is... What is this they are doing? They asked. Are they rebelling against the king? And of course, uh, Nehemiah's response was the answer then by, in chapter 2 and verse 20 by saying, The God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or a historic right to it. And so he's saying, Look, we're going to do this job, and you guys are not in it. You're not part of it. And so they were the people that were against the, the rebuilding of the wall. They were actively uh, sort of conspiring to make sure that the wall didn't go up. It's amazing when uh, there's a, a, a sort of project going and people that are against it who sometimes don't even get on amongst themselves suddenly conspire together to oppose something. Isn't it interesting when Jesus was around on earth, the, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Herodians who were fighting amongst themselves suddenly joined together to fight against Christ and to oppose him and to plot to kill him. They joined together. And so one of the things is that it's very good to, to know who your opposition is. Now, if you look at uh, the, passage, the, the book of, of Nehemiah, it's pretty hard to work out where did this Sam Ballot come from? Where is this, who's this guy called Tobiah? And who's this fellow called Gershom? And there's a little bit of controversy and a little bit, a little bit difficult to know exactly where they've come from. But it seems the, the sort of body of opinion is they were probably Jewish, the first two, 
were probably Jewish people themselves that were living in the land. And Sanballat was really a, a political official and he was there, uh, a governor of Samaria, it's believed, and there's some documentation in extra-biblical sources that, that show that he was, he was around. In, in fact, it says back in 1962, a 4th century BC papyrus was found in a cave north of Jericho listing the name Sanballat, probably a descendant of Nehemiah's contemporary. And so it seems as though these guys were around and they were not, they were Jewish people, but they weren't part of the project. They were, they were there living in the land and they were looking after themselves. They had their own sort of area that they wanted to have control of. They had their own vested interests. They had their own sort of little empire that they were trying to, to build and they didn't want Jerusalem to be rebuilt and they didn't want... The, you know, he, they weren't too concerned about the, the religion of the Jews and the, the temple and things like that and they were there sort of just for their own ends. And so they were, they were you know, sort of conspiring. And, and Tobiah probably was also a similar person. It says he was an Ammonite, and that's probably the area where he was living. And, uh, and, and if you want to go and read up a fair bit about this, if you've got an NIV study Bible, it'll give you all the details about these guys, Samballat and Tobiah. And then there was Gershom, who was an Arab. And the Arabs in those days generally looked after the, the trade in, in uh, you know, sp spices and things like that. And so he had a bit of a business interest in, in sort of having his area of control. So he was, that's why he didn't want the, the Jews to, to prosper. And so these three lots of people got together and they were conspiring. They, combined, they threw their forces in and they were there trying to uh, make sure that the, the, the Jewish cause didn't progress. Now, one of the things also for us, what is the, who is the enemy that we as Christians have? Satan, isn't it? Do you know there are lots of people who give Satan a lot more power than he's got? Can Satan, does Satan know everything? Can Satan be everywhere at the same time? He don't, no, he's a, he's a fallen angel. He's got lots of other demons that do his bidding, but he's, and he's very, very powerful, much more powerful than we are. But on the other hand, he's much less powerful than God. And sometimes we get the idea, and sometimes we're in fear and dread, we almost give Satan the, the, the status of being God, like, like, alongside God in power. And we need to realize that he doesn't have that same power. And in the same way that these enemies were limited in what they could do, and we need also, as we walk with God day by day, we need to realize that Satan's our enemy. We need to have a healthy respect for him, but we don't need to put him on the same level as God and revere him in the same way that we do God. Because, and we're going to finish off in the, the, in the very last verse that I'm going to quote to you is, as Christians, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That's Satan. If you're a believer, you have the Lord, the Lord is in, is in your, the one who is in you is greater than Satan. And we can take confidence in that, even though we don't want to be sort of just glib about it and we don't want to just disregard the power that Satan has, but at the same time we need to recognize that the enemy is at work. And here we're going to see some of the evidence of the way in which the, the enemy is at work. The enemy would have really felt insecure as they saw the progress that was being made. 
in chapter 4 and verse 6 it says that so we re- rebuilt the wall till all to reach half its height for the people worked with all of their heart they put in all their heart they they really were committed to it and they were powering ahead and they were doing the job so we're just going to listen a little backtrack a little bit and look at what led up to that so what was the enemy's strategy one of the i believe one of the things that that, that Satan wants us to do is to focus on our problems. Ever felt that you're being tempted like that? Woe, you sort of, when you're feeling down and you're having a tough time, you feel as though at times that you, and, and all, everything seems to be sort of, you know, this thing and that thing and a whole, the, the bottom falling out of your world and a lot of things aren't going the right way for you. Well, I, I believe that that's what these guys were trying to do they were trying to get these the, the, the enemy here was trying to get these people to focus on their problems and chapter 4 and verse 1 it says when Samballot heard that we were rebuilding the world the wall he became angry and was greatly incensed he ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of his associates in the army of the Samaria he said what are those feeble Jews doing and so on and he, and he, he sort of fires up a whole lot of questions you know, what are they trying to do and he starts to sort of question and, and he's, he's ridiculing them, he's making fun of them. And he's, he's angry at the same time, he's, he's showing his anger as he, as he sees this, this job going on. And he's, you know, he, he makes this, this sort of thing of, of really you know, trying to, to, to sort of discourage them by, by, the, by the accusations and by firing all these questions away at them. He wants them to focus on the problem you know, of building... You know, this great big job, it's a massive job that's got to be done. The, the size of the job and all those sorts of things. He wants them to, to sort of have a negative view of things. And so he, he ridicules their progress. You know, one of the things is he's try, also he's trying to, to undermine their confidence in God. You know, and one of the, you know, that, that sort of illustration that he uses, it, he says, well, even if a fox... Now, you ever seen a fox running around? Foxes are pretty quiet, sort of. They're animal, little uh, animals that sort of are hiding around the place. They're pre- usually pretty inconspicuous, usually pretty light-footed. And he says, if even a fox walked over that wall, it'd fall down. You know, there's a lot of sarcasm in that, isn't there? You know, a fox walking out, you know, such, such, so light-footed and quiet and, and sneaky and so on. That's the, you know, so he's really trying to, to undermine their, their confidence. He's, he's using his, sort of saying all these things. And of course, when people say things, when people make criticism, do we get upset? Well, sometimes we do, don't we? It depends on how you're travelling on the day and how you're travelling at the time. But of course, the Israelites' response was that they they brought it to God in prayer and of course those who were here this morning heard uh, Pastor Darrell explain why this pray, chapter 4 and verse 4 was prayed in this way here O God for we are despised turn the, and sort of you know he's praying as a, as, a, as a government official and he's asking that God would deal with them according to the, you know, the way that they des- what they deserve that they'll get their ju- just desserts and so on he, they're, they're praying for them but also in verse 9 he says but we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. When we find that we find criticism comes, whether it's 
and a lot of the time it's probably untrue we can turn to God and say well yes is that really true no it's not true and we can ask God to, to work help give us the the grace to know how to work through it and what we should do in relation to it because here they were you know, the problem was that that you know the, the wall to go up and here are these people sort of throwing these accusations at them and uh, sort of making giving these criticism what they did they came to God in prayer and I wonder for yourself have you got that special place where you just each day take time out to pray we just get aside with the Lord where you talk things through with him talk through the issues of what you're going through and maybe the things you know maybe you're having a, a hard time and things aren't going well but one of the things is that they that we you know we need to be encouraged don't we need encouragement because sometimes when criticism comes and people make comments it gets to us sometimes and the times we least expect it sometimes it just rolls over it off us and we don't even don't get upset by it. but other times it can really stick and and really hurt and so here there they were praying and seeking God in prayer they said they were really what they were really doing they were saying well when you're facing some situation we need to be asking God how can I work through this now for the Jews what they needed to do was to keep going on the job that they'd been called to do they needed to keep building the wall they needed to make sure they didn't get sidetracked and and, and taken astray, you know, astray and and sort of and, and sort of not focusing on the job that they've been called to do and so here for us when we look at our look at some situation we need to be saying God can you just show me how I can work through this what are some of the things that I can do or Lord maybe and we you may even come to the conclusion there's nothing that you can do and all you can do is hand the situation over to God and so here that's what these people do and they, they all they knew was that they they needed to keep going with the job they couldn't do much about these people making these uh, the, the enemy there conspiring against them they, did, they weren't able to stop that completely but all they could do is just keep focused on the the job ahead 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 of them and so one of the things was they worked with one of the things was they didn't allow it to get to them and it says they worked there with all of their hearts they worked they were enthusiastic you know they didn't let it get to them they didn't get discouraged they didn't get depressed by it and even though the opposition mounts and got worse and worse as, as time went on as they in verses seven and eight and nine you'll find how that the opposition sort of increases and these these guys of Samballat and Tobiah and and others get joined with them and they're there conspiring with them as they they saw the, the walls were going ahead and the gaps were being filled and they were getting very angry about it they're getting upset about the progress that was being made all they did was that they just handed it over to God and said we can't do much about this the opposition's there and so they use prayer as their as their weapon to fight against the, the problem that was there and of course as the, the as the job went on many of you'd know that if you're involved in a building site what's uh, there's often a problem with get, cleaning up the rubbish isn't that true those of you and those of you who come from a building background if you don't clean up the rubbish you can soon you're tripping over it and that's what was happening to these people and the rubble was there and they were also at the same time as they, as they were going on with their job they were starting to get a bit tired 
Now, what are you like when you're tired? Those of you who are young mums, got little kids, you've been up all night. Or those of you who've been unwell, you're not as patient, are you, when you're tired? You don't have the same sort of resilience. And you don't, and sometimes things when you're tired, things upset you that wouldn't normally upset you. Would that be right? And these, as, the, as they went on with their job, they're, they're getting on with this job, they're building the wall, they, they, they're extending themselves around, they're in, in teams of working around the wall. Would you, as, we, as you go to chapter 3, you'll see all the different groups of people that were working in different sections of the wall. They're getting on with this job, they're doing the job. And it says that the, the strength of the laborers is giving out. And there's so much rubble that we can't rebuild. So they had to do some reorganizing. Isn't that true? When we're doing Christian service for God, no matter what work we're involved in, we need sometimes to do a bit of a re-evaluation of how we're going. And this was, what this, that, this was the opportunity for these people. They had more challenges. They had the, the rubble and the tiredness. But also gave them an opportunity to re-evaluate where they were. Because, you know, the enemies are saying that, you know, yeah, this is an opportunity. Before they know it, they'll yeah, or see us. We will be right there among them, and we'll kill them and put an end to the work. So the enemy was observing as well in verse eleven, and so here they needed to do some to do some reevaluating and to assessing of how the job was going. And that's and sometimes it's good for us as as believers to reassess and to reevaluate how we're going in our Christian life to take some time out. And just and ask God to show you, how, you know, how am I going in my Christian life? And, and, ask, and make, sometimes it's good to do it with other people, to ask them to see, how, you know, how do you think I'm going? And do a bit of a, a stock take and a check of how you're going in your spiritual life. And this was the opportunity that these people had. And so they're able to, to take some more action. And they're able, it says in, the, in verse 13, I stationed some of the people behind the lower points of the wall. And, and they were able to, to reassess and reevaluate. And to, in verses 13 through to 14, it gives us you know, an outline of the things that they did. They had to reevaluate how they were doing things. They had, to, they had to change the way they were working. And of course, in verse 15, it says a bit of a, 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 sort of a, a progress report. When it was heard that we were, they, we were aware of their plot, that God had frustrated, we all returned to the wall, each to his own work. It succeeded. A bit of evaluation, a, a reassessment, doing some t- rectifying the problem that was there. They found that they were able to continue on. And it's the same with us. We can do the same in our own spiritual lives. We can reassess and reevaluate how we're going. And of course, it gave them opportunity as, they, as you go on in the latter part of the chapter of how they were able to do, be involved in more teamwork and work together in teams. In verse 16, it says, From that day on, half of, half of my men did their work while the other half were equipping them with spears and, sh- and shield- shields and bows and armor. And the officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried the materials did their work with one hand and they held the weapon. And in, in they, you know, one hand they're working, on the other hand they got their weapon. So they, they, re- they sort of changed the way that they were operating. And instead of just being out there, just trying to lift everything, they made sure they were prepared. They had their, uh, their weapons all ready 
and they were able to, to be there ready in, in case the enemy attacked. They were able to sort of reassess and reevaluate and work together as a team and have a, a new strategy and a new way of doing things so that God was guiding and God was directing them as they reassessed and reevaluated the way in which they did the job. And that's what we as, as believers do. We find that as we grow in our Christian life, you might find the way that you do things now is you, it may not be the way you did things. You might just make some, some, some sort of fine-tuning of the way you live your Christian life so that you're doing things a little differently. Maybe even in the way that you spend time in your reading the Bible and, and having your own devotional life, you'll find that you'll do some things a little differently some fresh ways of, of reading the scriptures so that you can, the Lord can speak to you and minister, so you can grow in your, in your Christian life. Or maybe even in your, the group that you get together with and study the scriptures, you might do things in a slightly different way so that you can have you know, a fresh way that God can speak to you and minister to you. Also at the same time, they needed to be able to communicate with one another. And of course, they had, Nehemiah had a guy there with a trumpet I can remember I was at Silkstone Church back in about 1984 at a boys' brigade uh, church parade and they had a, a guy there with a trumpet. And I, in the seat in front of the, the pew in front of me, there was this little old lady and she was sitting there and I didn't know exactly what was going to happen but a certain time in the, the service, they had this one of the guys from the, had a trumpet in his hand stood up and blew this trumpet and I literally this poor little old lady just about lifted off the seat it gave her one great heck of a fright in fact it startled the whole congregation now that was the sort of thing that was going that was the, the, the implement that they had there a trumpet that could blast out and let everybody know when there was danger in other words they had their communication system and that's one of the things that's important for us as believers to be able to communicate with each other and to be able to alert one another to things that we might see that might be potential danger or also to affirm and to encourage one another and to build one another up. And so that's what they had. They, had in the, no, they, they moved on with their job. They were rising to each little challenge as it came up but one of the things they had there in place was a communication system so whereby they could communicate with each other so they could make sure that people knew when there was danger. And we also need to be working on ways that we can better communicate with each other as a church and as believers and, and so that we can support and help each other. And so this is what, you know, in all of this, as they were going on with this job, they've got more things that... It, this is the enemy that was coming from the outside that was attacking them. Of course, as you go on in chapter 5 and chapter 6, there are other challenges that arose. But in it all, God was at work and God was protecting this work. As I was doing some research and some reading about this whole thing of building walls, I was really encouraged to see the way that, that God had his hand upon this whole project. One of the things I, I was reading about, one writer was telling me that normally the, the people, the, the Persians normally didn't allow people to rebuild the walls around the cities because they wanted the, you know, the Persian Empire to be able to you know, look after the, the, the needs of every person in every town 
and they didn't want walls around cities because they didn't want the people rebelling against them. And here in this case, God had protected it, the Jews, and the Jews were given permission to do something that they normally wouldn't be allowed to do. God had his hand upon them. God was at work in their situation. God was there supporting them. God was there ensuring that Jerusalem was going to have some walls around it, which was very different for every other place in the, in the rest of the Persian Empire. For us, as this, the, us this evening, as we come to the end of our time together, the end of my message, what opposition do Christians experience in our world today? Well, there's all sorts of opposition, isn't there? Satan will attack in all sorts of subtle ways and the Bible describes him as an angel of light or a roaring lion. Here it's more like a roaring lion. There's lots of things that we, if we think about in our world where Christians are under attack. There's some parts of our world today, some Christians are really under attack physically, particularly if you go to places like Mosul in Iraq where the, the Christians are really having a, a terrible time right now. That's a real, you know, it's quite obvious, but... Often in our world, in our particular country, Satan is attacking in a, in a very subtle way. How are Christians portrayed in, in, the, in the media, on TV and in TV programs? They're usually portrayed in a pretty negative way, aren't they? Christian leaders, whenever they have, make a mistake, the media really let everybody know about it, don't they? When it comes to talking about religions, all the other religions get a, more of a fair go than what Christianity seems to get, don't they? And they all talk in terms of all of the you know, tolerance and things like that. But uh, and when it comes to Christianity, it seems as though that that gets really downplayed. One of the things also is that over the years, the, the, the historical record of the life of Jesus has been attacked and mocked in all sorts of ways. And we could go on and we could go on, couldn't we, about all sorts of different things, the way in which Satan is, is attacking Christians today. But one of the things is that we can be assured that our resources are there. It tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, it says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And also remember that verse that I quoted to you earlier in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and you have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And so no matter what's happening for you this week, if you're having a struggle and a battle, if you're going through a difficult time, you can take encouragement from this passage that the, that the, because the one who is in you is greater than Satan, greater than the devil. And we can commit ourselves to him and we can trust him to help us through, to give us a solution to whatever the situation might be. Let's pray together right now. Lord, we want to thank you for the opportunity to be together tonight. Thank you for the, even though we've just talked very briefly about the, the challenges that were there back in the time of Nehemiah and the, the, the struggles that they had and the things they, they had to contend with and the opposition. We thank you that you're there, a God who is willing to, to draw alongside us and support us in whatever situation we find ourselves. Lord, we pray that we might know what it is to live close to you and to walk worthy of you in every way. But we thank you for the resources that are available to us, that the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. 
We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.